Welcome to the Millennial Success Stories podcast, a space for millennial women entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs, and those who dare to forge their own path. My name is Jackie Kossoff, and I'm a marketing strategist and success coach, multi-passionate entrepreneur, writer, traveler, and history lover. The mission of this podcast is to uplift, inspire, and empower young women to create a life that reflects their own version of success. I believe in sharing our experiences so we may learn from one another and grow together as a community. In season three, I invite you to join us as we peel back the layers of success and discover what it truly looks like to create success in our businesses and lives. If you're ready to take the next step in your journey and grow your own marketing business, I encourage you to sign up for a success breakthrough call where we'll have the opportunity to connect personally. Now, without any further ado, for those of you ready to write your own success stories, let us begin. And always remember, success has no age requirement. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Millennial Success Stories podcast. I am so excited to share this episode with you today. My guest for this episode is Lacey Seitz. She is a business mentor and success coach, and I absolutely love Lacey's approach to so many things business, which is why I'm so excited that she was able to come on the show this season. Full disclaimer, I have worked with Lacey in the past in her group program, Value Centered Sales, and I'm also a really big fan of her podcast. You can find the links to those in the show notes. But in terms of what we talk about in this episode... Lacey shares more about her value-centered sales process, which is really all about being empowering, being ethical, and sticking to your values throughout your sales process, which I love because I have implemented that with my marketing business as well and helping my clients with their marketing. And I just did an episode all about empowering and ethical marketing practices. So I thought that this would be a wonderful follow-up episode because Lacey and I do speak about that. Lacey also shares with us the amazing insights that she has gathered over the years from working with clients across the entire spectrum of the entrepreneur journey. She has clients who are at zero. They have not yet made a dime in their business, and she has clients who are at seven figures and above. She's also been with her clients every step of the way, so she's taken multiple clients from zero to six figures, multiple six and seven figures, so she's really been able to see everything that uh, that comes together and that happens along the way and I have personally found her insights to just be so incredibly valuable and so I hope that you feel the same. Now, before we get into the episode, I did want to invite you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts if this episode or any of our previous episodes have resonated with you. Reviews really help us get in front of more listeners who are on their own entrepreneurial journeys and could really use the support of this show and our community. So thank you so much for your continued support. And without any further ado, let's get into my conversation with Lacey. Hi, Lacey. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, So I am going to ask you to start us off by telling us a little bit about yourself and uh, kind of how you got to where you are today in business. So I know that that can sometimes seem like a a long story. So (laughs) feel free to give the long version or the short version or whatever version you want to give. (laughs) 
Perfect. Yeah. It's so funny how that is, right? Like it feels like such a long and windy road. It's never quite linear. Um, yeah. So I'm Lacey. I'm a business mentor and success coach. My business is a lit up life. I work um, basically one-on-one with clients to grow and scale their online business. I work with clients that have everything from, uh, you know, no income yet and are just starting their business all the way up to clients that have uh, multi-seven figure businesses. And so kind of run the gamut there. Um, it looked like, yeah, a long and <laughs> windy road to get here that I'll try to give you the cliff notes version of. Um, but basically, um, I went to school to be a therapist. So I got my master's in mental health counseling. Um, I did that and worked in the nonprofit space for a while. Um, I went back to school um, when I was, I was a director of a large nonprofit. And it was kind of funny because I was like, managing our budget and doing forecasting and things like that. And I was like, wait, <laughs> I don't have the skill set to be doing this. Like who put me in charge of all this? Um, I just had a, a master's in mental health counseling. So I went back to school and got my MBA. Um, and then basically what happened is I had a pretty big ethical disagreement with the nonprofit I worked with. And so I ended up leaving um, and I really planned on getting another job. <laughs> Um, I wasn't like, I'm out, I'm starting my own business. It, I wish it had looked like that, but it didn't. Um, and I had planned on getting another job. And so I had applied to a bunch of places, like, you know, keep in mind that at this point I had two master's degrees and a ton of experience. So it wasn't like off that I should be like getting some interviews and I wasn't getting any. And I was like, the, like, this has to just be a sign. Like it just hit me like this, this has to mean something. So I ended up starting another business, um, mostly just because I had been bored at that time. <laughs> um, and so it was vintage new and used clothing resale. So I did that for um, about a year. And I kind of got to that the point with that where I was like, I either have to figure out how to like scale this and really make it a thing, or I have to find like, what is the thing I actually want to do? And kind of right around that time is when I sort of stumbled upon the coaching world. And it just felt like such an aha kind of like, you know, the sky is parting, angels are singing sort of moment because I was like, wait, this is everything I love. Like, this is like um, entrepreneurship, which I've gotten so into. This is business. This is mindset. This is mental health. Like this is everything. And so I started my coaching business about six years ago at this point and kind of never looked back. <laughs> No, that's awesome. And thank you so much for, for sharing your origin story. Yeah, totally. um, I think it's funny. Cause I like, yeah, like similarly, you know, when I discovered, discovered entrepreneurship, yeah. I like to like put it that way. Totally. Um, yeah. Like I had like that similar kind of like moment where you're just like, Oh my God, this is what I've been looking for, you know? And, yeah. and it's mm -hmm. kind of weird. Cause I'm like, why doesn't that happen with other things in our life? Like, couldn't that, <laughs> couldn't that be like, you know, where we just like see it and then we're like, yes, this is it. Like, I know everything that it's gonna, this is for me. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So, um, let's dive into some of the success questions and I'm sure that we'll talk, um, about, you know, I'm sure that in your answers, we'll talk about a lot of things that have kind of happened along your journey. So I'm going to start with kind of the staple question of this podcast. Um, yes. What is your personal definition of success? And also how has it evolved over, over the years you've been in business? It's actually really funny because I, I actually feel like my version of it has stayed pretty static in terms of like what I define success as, which is interesting because I feel like that's not 
the norm necessarily, but the reason I think it stayed static is because, so when I had the nonprofit job, I would drive to work like every morning. And I remember just so many mornings where I would like look around at other people in cars and be like, does everyone feel how I feel? Or is this just me? Because what I feel like is this can't be all there is because at that point, you know, I had done all the right things. I'm using hand quotations for those of you listening that can't uh, see me. You know, I had like gotten the degrees. I had gotten like what was like my dream job as a director. I had gotten married. I had done all the things and just constantly felt like this can't be all there is. So I would think that like every morning and think like, do other people feel like this? And so when I finally left the job and had all this perspective, like that was kind of the promise I made to myself is like success looks like never asking that question. Cause like I was over asking that question every day. And so that has really been the barometer that I keep using to define success as I've grown, which is like, I never want to get to a point in my business where I look around and go, is this all there is? Or like, gosh, this really wasn't all it was cracked up to be or whatever. So for me, like success is like, as long as I'm never asking that question, like I'm, I'm good. Like, I don't have anything to worry about. Awesome. Awesome. I love like putting it, putting it that way. Yeah. yeah. I think that's good. You know, cause I think a lot of people, you know, we attach like certain things to success. So we'll say like, oh, when I have X, Y, Z, like then I'll, I'll be successful. But I think yeah. that's such an interesting, it's such an interesting way to look at it. Just like kind of the uh, sort of, you know, quality of your mindset, which I know is, yeah, something you <laughs> talk about a lot in your business. So um, well, I think it's really helped me actually that it has stayed kind of static and that that has been it. Like that was sort of a happy accident. Honestly, it's, it wasn't necessarily on purpose, but um, I've never attached it to a, an income. Like not that I haven't had income goals along the way or whatever, but for me, like I just had never done that because it wasn't like, oh, I'm leaving this job because I want to make more in this business. Like that wasn't how my story went. Um, so I've just never like so intertwined like what my income was with like what my success was like. And so I feel like that's been a really big, almost like accidental gift of the path that I kind of had to mm -hmm. walk to get here is that it always felt like it was about that fulfillment. And so I think it's been easier for me in some ways because of that. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I mean, I can just speak to, you know, to my own experience. Like I definitely had in the beginning of my business, like, you know, the idea that, oh, like I will only be successful if I reach these income goals. And it mm -hmm. really, it's also funny. It wasn't until I let go of that, that I actually started growing and reaching those income goals. So yes. it's like, oh, okay, great. Yeah. Like once, once I like stop, like trying or making it such a, you know, huge deal, um, you know, that's kind of when it just kind of allows, allows everything to happen. So, it's so true. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So what business and life achievements do you consider to be your biggest successes so far? So like, I know, you know, obviously you said you've been in business for six years, so I'm sure there's a lot to choose from. So what do you, what do you consider to be your biggest successes? Um, so I also, I think two come up primarily one is like, I feel really proud of myself that I have built the business that feels good to me. I think it's so easy in our space and entrepreneurship to accidentally build a business you don't like <laughs> um, because there's so much noise. There's so many people telling you what you should do, how you should do it, what's right, how you're going to scale, how you're going to this. And I feel like 
one of the things I am most proud of is that I can truly say like I've built a business again that aligns with that version of success that we were just talking about that truly feels good to me where I'm not like oh my god what have I like built what is this um and that took a lot at a lot of different points in my journey of staying true to something that I felt even when like the advice was different or the industry standard was different or whatever and so just feel really proud of that because I think it's why I'm in business six years later right like if I look back six years and think about a lot of the people that kind of like started around the same time as I did and that I like knew in the space so few people are still like doing the the thing and I think it's because of that for so often is because we kind of like lose our internal compass on like what actually serves us and what doesn't so I'm really proud that it's been six years but I think it's been six years for that reason mm -hmm. um and then I'm definitely just proud of like client relationships and client results. Like so many of my clients have been with me for years at this point. And that's like, um, you know, it's not for everyone to have a business model that looks like that. So I'm not saying that that like means I'm a better coach or means that like anything like that. I just think that like, for me, that's a high value of mine and, and to have a business that expresses that and have long-term relationships with people has been really, really valuable to me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think that's awesome. And I think it shows like, you know, different ways to, um, you know, to build your business and, and things like that. Um, I wanted to speak to kind of the, you know, the idea that you can like, you know, build a business that you don't like, <laughs> because I feel like I've, yeah, no, I feel like I've been there before. Like, I feel like early on, like, you know, when I wasn't really, I don't want to say like, I, I didn't really know what I was doing, but, you know, it was kind of getting like shiny object syndrome, you totally. know, from a lot of, a lot of people, um, and, you know, realizing that I was taking advice from people who had like a completely different business model than I did. And so of course it's like, not <laughs> like, that's not going to yeah. work. Like if I have a one-to-one -one model and I'm taking advice from people who sell courses, like yeah. it's not, it's not going to give, you know, the same results. So I know this was actually something, you know, around the time that I worked with you in valued centered sales that yeah. I was sort of finally realizing, like <laughs> it took me like almost two years of being in business yeah. to like realize like oh wait like maybe I shouldn't like listen to people who have completely different like business models than I do totally. um, but you know what advice do you have for for people who may be going through that right now you know they may be like realizing like you know what yeah like I've been listening to a bunch of people who don't have a business that um that fits in with my you know model or industry or whatever so what um yeah just what advice do you have for them to kind of figure out like their own path well, the first thing I would say is like, obviously, like to a certain extent, we're going to get into like courses that are teaching certain things and whatever, which I totally get. But if you're working with a coach or mentor that is not asking you what feels good to you or not, <laughs> um, looking at what you actually want, and what serves you best, that's your first red flag almost. Um, because I think that it's, yeah, it's just like too easy in our space to kind of like not get coached, but to get told what to do. <laughs> and, and again, there's a time and space for that. Like it's, it's not to, to say like, don't get in a course to tell you what to do if you know what that is. But if you don't know what that is, you really have to spend the time, whether it's with coaching support or yourself to ask yourself those questions. And I think so often that's where we miss the boat is we don't actually say to ourselves, like, but what do you really want to do here? What fits you best? And then go pick the course that helps you do that. We almost do it backwards. We like get into the program or whatever. And we're like, wait a second. 
I don't even like this. And then we feel like we're wrong. And so we try to push ourselves to do it and stuff. So I think you just have to really go in knowing what you like or being willing to experiment. Like for me, I really like one-on-one, but I did do quite a few um, group program launches Mm -hmm. to experiment and see like, do I really like this or don't I? And ultimately I realized that's not it for me. And so having the experience helped me create discernment, but like, like, so basically my advice would be create your own discernment, actually get clear with yourself. Don't kind of like outsource that to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I think that, um, I will you know, just share kind of a a personal, (laughs) um, personal experience from, from that. Just like, you know, I realized, um, I had invested in this course. It was this big, it was a big course, I guess you could yeah. say, like, you know, it was yeah, one of those like multi-step, multi-module, like all those things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really about, you know, how to build a business around courses. And so, you know, once I realized like, oh wait, like that's not what I'm doing. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not building a business around courses. Um, and that's not what like lights me up and like, you know, makes me feel like really, um, really good about my business. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided to, you know, not continue the course, you know, and, and so even though I was only like, you know, a few modules in, um, I still had, you know, a lot of material I could have, you know, uh, consumed and, you know, I had already paid for it. So <laughs> like, you know, it was there. So yes. it's kind of like that question, like figuring out like, you know, what is, you know, what's most aligned with, with where I want to take my business and just really being able to honor that. Um, and also to just say like the, um, my, the course access to the particular course that I had actually Actually, it did include a lot of materials that I've been able to use in my marketing business yeah. for my clients because they had, um, you know, a lot of templates and stuff for like, you know, high converting, um, you know, sales pages and landing pages. And honestly, sometimes it's just easier to use the templates than it is for me to like create something like <laughs> my own because I'm like, well, these work and it like takes the guesswork out of like, what do I put here? Um, so I think that just kind of a lesson that we can learn, like, even if we don't get the value from the course that we originally thought, like we can still use some of the principles or some of the material to, um, you know, for our businesses. Yeah. Listen, even if like what you get out of it is realizing you don't want to do that, that can still be a worthwhile investment sometimes, because at least you realize that at least you didn't get so far down the line that you already built it. So I think looking mm-hmm. at it as like that, whether you decide yes or no, that's still a good investment for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, okay, awesome. So we've talked about some of the things that you've already achieved. So what does your next level of success look like? And this can be in business or life or, um, you know, answer as you as you wish. Yeah, totally. I mean, to be really honest, I don't, I feel like, uh, I feel super content. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I don't feel like there's something else I would have to achieve in my business to feel successful or that I'd have to go after. I think um, a lit up life is definitely on track to do a million dollars this year. And I think that will be a really fun goal. And I'm excited to hit that. But I also don't feel like I'll feel a deficit or something if we don't hit that. And so I really just kind of feel like almost like the next level is like being very content with where we're at. And I think what has been nice is that I feel like the more I lean into that, the more my business does naturally grow. Um, But yeah, like, I don't feel like there's necessarily even this like huge next level again, not that 
you know, we won't always set the goal, but I just feel like even if I just ran the business like this forever, like I would be so happy and so content with that. And I'm so pleased with what it feels like to show up in it every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that's like an unexciting answer, <laughs> but it is, <laughs> it is true. <laughs> that's okay. No, I love, I love it. I love the different perspectives and just to kind of hear from different, you know, from all my guests, you know, kind of how, um, you know, what they're looking to the future for, you know, in terms of growth, in terms of like, you know, what they want to do, because I think it helps all of us see that there's no one right answer. Like there's no like one thing that you should be doing. Like, oh, like once you get here, this is what your next level of success looks like. You know, like it's like different for everyone. (laughs) Yeah, totally. For me, I feel like when I think through the lens of my next level of success, it looks like helping my clients achieve their next level of success. Like I feel like in a sense, like I'm good and like I'm here to support them. So that's really, I feel like what it looks like for me right now. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Love that. Um, okay. So one of the things that I want to kind of ask you just because I know your, your insight on this, both, you know, in um, the work that I did with you in Valued Centered Sales and also just, you know, from, you know, listening to your your podcast and things like that, um, you know, has really helped in terms of like figuring out like kind of, you know, that like, I'm just say like ethical or like, you know, the mm-hmm. empowered kind of marketing and sales techniques yeah. that that you teach. And so I, um, I hope this isn't like too vague or broad of a question, but like <laughs> we can narrow it down if it is. Sure. Um, what, if you could just kind of summarize your, um, yeah, like your views on, on marketing and sales and like how to do that in a way that's really empowering and, um, and, and feels good to, to you, each person as an individual. Um, and like, so what would your, you know, advice be to people who, um, you know, who may be struggling with that kind of finding their voice in sales and figuring Mm -hmm. out, um, yeah, like which, which gurus to listen to and, you know, yeah, I mean, I think that, where sales tends to feel icky for most people or marketing even too, is that it feels like I'm trying to make someone do something. It almost feels adversarial in a sense. Like I'm trying to make someone do something that they don't want to do. Mm -hmm. And I freaking can't stand that. And I think most people can't stand that. Like, of course sales feels bad if it feels like I'm trying to make someone do something that they maybe or maybe don't want to do. Right. And so I think that's where it gets weird. Um, but I think if you look at it, like I'm trying to support someone into doing what feels good to them, <laughs> it gets so much freaking easier. And like, that's where I think sales and marketing feels fun. It doesn't mean we don't all have our own stuff in the way that sometimes keeps us stuck from like doing the thing that we want to do or that feels best to us. But for me, like, that's what I feel like my job is as a coach too. So when I like lay that over marketing and sales, it feels simple or easy or even exciting, right? When I feel like in sales, I'm supposed to be forcing someone to do something or in marketing, I'm supposed to be making them do something. Gross immediately. I don't want to feel like that as a coach either. Like even that I think is toxic in coaching. My clients need to listen to me. I need to make them do what I tell them to do. Again, right? So yeah, like I always say in, in value-centered sales is like, you're an empowered adult talking to another empowered adult. Like, let's treat it like that. And I think same in marketing, which is why I believe so much in like 
giving value and being of service and then helping someone to decide if that means I'm the right fit for them or not. Um, and that's why I think it feels really good because it's more like I'm helping you through a process and helping you make a decision. I'm not trying to make you do shit really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, no, I mean, it definitely makes sense. And also, you know, just from a marketing perspective, um, in my marketing agency, it's something that I feel like I, even from the beginning, even when I didn't know kind of how mm-hmm. to communicate it, I was trying to help my clients, you know, kind of move away from fear-based marketing, mm-hmm. you know? And so, cause a lot of my clients would be like, well, why don't we use, you know, some of this language, you know, and, mm-hmm. and things like, oh, like if you, if you don't buy this, then you will, you know, suffer like, you know, and all these things. Totally. And a lot of times I was, you know, I feel like now I have a much better way to describe it to people, you know, but, um, even in the beginning, it just, you know, it never felt good to me to, you know, try to make other people feel bad and then like make them buy something, you know, and, and also just like, that's not necessarily what I feel is the most effective marketing. Like, and yes, of course, sometimes like there are companies, there are brands, there are businesses who are able to, you know, really make a lot of money from fear-based marketing. But I think that it's not, um, usually the best outcome in the end. Like, you know, I know one of, one of my, um, other like one of my friends who has who also has a business like she talks about how she would never want someone to buy from her and then resent her like you know like and be like oh like this felt icky in the beginning like you know like she made me feel terrible about myself and like now I'm working with her am I just supposed to suddenly feel better about myself um so I think that that's something you know in definitely in marketing like I'm very conscious of and just like you know wanting to make sure that you know not only in my own business but in my clients businesses um and sometimes I really do have to sit down and talk to my clients about like you know like like, do you really want to, you know, to use these fear-based marketing tactics for your business? Is that how you want your brand to be viewed? Um, But I think what comes up for me there too, is that like, if you, and cause you know, I talk about it a lot through the lens of empowerment. If you take Mm -hmm. someone's power in the sales process, i.e. the fear thing, like if you don't buy from me, then this kind of thing, Mm -hmm. then you're going to end up with clients and customers that don't feel empowered and are giving you their power. And so then it really is kind of all on you. So I think that there's this dynamic where how we sell impacts how the relationship is, which is what your friend Mm -hmm. was saying there too, right? And so we have to be really conscious. Like for me, I want super empowered business owners. I want people who you know, realize that, you know, their success is going to be predicated on like them and what they do with it and things like that. Of course, I'm there to help, but you know, I can only do so much. And so if I'm attracting someone that I'm saying, like, you can't trust yourself, you can't make decisions. I know better than you. I can assume that our relationship will be like that too. And that's ultimately not what most of us want. Right. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I would love if you could give like, you know, maybe a tip or two for someone who may be, you know, just starting out trying to figure out like what this might look like for their own business. Like what are some questions or things that they can look at to really get started in figuring out how to create an empowered marketing and sales process? I mean, for me, it really always comes back down to, are you focused on value? Mm-hmm. Again, like I think you can do marketing from the perspective of I'm trying to make you do something, or I think you can do marketing from the perspective of like, I want to put out a lot of like service and value into the world. And I know that that can feel a little bit like, 
Pollyanna or we can kind of eye roll that and be like, oh, it's so easy. Yeah, just put out value. Um, and then you get stuck doing that for free forever. I think possibly, yes, you act, you know, you definitely want to tell people what you have for sale and talk about, you know, your offers a lot. But I really mm-hmm. don't think giving value is ever going to go out of style. I think it will evolve as social platforms and algorithms and all of that evolve. But like ultimately that is your best marketing plan always, I think. And so if you're, if you're just starting, like, that's what I would be asking. How can I be of service? How can I give value? What are the ways I want that to look like? You can never go wrong if that's your starting point. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love that. I think that, um, when we're providing, like, I think there's, there's definitely an art to like figuring out, okay, like how do I provide value in a way that like lets people know exactly what I do and like totally. you know, the results that I can Absolutely. get them and things like that. Cause I know that was one thing that was something I kind of had to play around with my business for a yes. while. And I know it's been really great. Like, especially this past, like this past year or so, just because like, I've finally had like a, a strategy and content that really, um, really speaks to that. And, um, you know, definitely like, um, I'm like value-centered sales helps with that. So I'm <laughs> just like yeah. giving you a shout out over there too, oh, because like it really helped me like just figure out, okay, like what is it actually that like allows me to provide value, but also show exactly like why someone should, um, you know, should work with me and should invest in, in their business in this way. So totally, um, yeah, no, awesome. Um, let's see. I had a follow-up question that just completely like <laughs> went out of the way. So hopefully that will come back around. Um, but until then, um, what tips would you give other young women who are just starting out on their uh, personal journeys to success in entrepreneurship? Mm. I would say like kind of the cheesy thing to say, but like, I, I just feel like if you can get past the cheesiness, there's real substance there, which is like, just build relationships. Like, I think that especially when you're starting a business at this point in time, it feels like it's all about social following and numbers and algorithms and like hacking Instagram or whatever. Um, and like, not that you can't use social to grow and all of those things, but ultimately like I think that it feels so overwhelming for people just starting out because of those things sometimes, instead of just remembering like, you know, like who are like people I know that I could offer this to, where are my relationships already? Then how do I go build more? And then how do I build more on that? Like if, if you run your business from a relationship building perspective, it honestly gets so easy. And then you can use social platforms and channels and stuff to continue to build relationship. But if you're trying to come in being like, what's the marketing strategy? What's the exact way that I hack Instagram? How do I like get to 10,000 followers as quickly as possible? Whatever. You're going to want to quit before you even start. And so if you can kind of go back to like, you know, your, your first customers are probably going to be people you already know, or people like friends of people you already know or whatever, um, acquaintances, recommendations, whatever. Um, if you can kind of go back to that and build off that, I think that that's where it does get easier and more exciting. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And I know just in, you know, in my journey, whenever I find myself like thinking of those things, whenever I'm like, oh my gosh, but like, I should focus on growing my following or I should focus on this or that. Like, I just go back to like, okay, wait, like, where's, what's the next step? 
like what mm -hmm. are my next like to get totally. the next client like you know just because really I think breaking it down and making it less of like this like you know um just crazy <laughs> I feel yeah. like, like you know crazy yeah. things like you know and it and, feels yeah. like it's like 20 20 000 steps away kind of thing yeah mm -hmm. yeah exactly or feeling like attaching your success to some of those vanity right. metrics like you know saying things like I need to have x number of followers before I'll be able to make you know a certain amount in my business and I know just for me that's never been the case like <laughs> you know and just reminding myself mm -hmm. that like oh wait like I've already you know I've already made you know this much money or whatever it is. Um, and I, and I don't have like, you know, a thousand followers on Instagram or whatever your number is. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, no, I think that's so important. And I remembered what I wanted to ask you about. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's go ahead. So like, we can start this conversation. So one of the things that I really wanted to ask you, um, for our listeners who, um, you know, our community does tend to be uh, earlier stage entrepreneurs. And one of the things that I, um, you know, have found super valuable um, in, you know, just kind of like um, in working with you um, and also, you know, like listening to, to your podcast and things like that is that, you know, you, you do work with people who are in the beginning, but you also work with people who are like, you know, making seven figures and things like that. Um, and so what would you say are the, um, similarities <laughs> between your clients who are just starting out and those who are already at seven figures. And then what are the differences? I think the similarities, and I, I think this has just always personally been important to me, but I think is really true. And I think that's why a lot of my clients grow is that they have a bigger mission that they're after. Like, I think the thing with entrepreneurship right now is that the entry barriers are so low <laughs> that it's really easy to get into. Mm -hmm. um, and so I feel like a lot of people explore this space for some of the um, reasons that aren't like I have a huge passion for something, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's it, That's a tough thing to build a business, especially like a solo business off of, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like the thing that a lot of them all have in common is there really is this other driving factor. It's not that they don't want to like make money or anything like that. It's just that they have this bigger vision. And I feel like that's the stuff that pulls you through the hard times in business. Um, and so that's really important. Um, and I feel like they have a, a service mindset. Like they are wanting to like come and serve that bigger vision, that bigger purpose, the people that are affected by that. I think it's so much harder to build a, a service-based business like this when you're like, mostly I just want to make a lot of money and I'm not like super interested in the value or service. And Again, I think there are people that are doing that, but I feel like those like little components are what I see in people where I'm like, okay, well, we have something to work with there. Like you want to be here, you want to serve, you have a bigger why, like we can do this. When I don't see those things, like that usually is a red flag for me because it just isn't going to carry you through the difficult things you have to do as an entrepreneur. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? definitely. And, and I can just say, you know, when I, when I first started my business, I was in this, you know, group coaching program and, um, I was with, it was probably about 50 other women, I think. And just, it's, weird for me to think back because I mean and I've been in business for like about three and a half years now but um even like two years ago realizing that like a majority of the people that I have 
was in the program with who were also starting their businesses no longer had their businesses and they had gone back to the nine to five or they had, you know, and, and things like that. Like that was just really, um, it was, it was an interesting experience for me, I guess yeah. you could say, just because like, you know, especially, you know, when, when you're starting a business, I feel like everybody's kind of like got those like stars in their eyes, yeah. you know? And so, and so I was talking to these women when we were in the program together and like being like, oh, wow, like their business is so cool. Like, you know, I, I hope that, you know, they like succeed and, you know, things like that. And so there was, you know, on a certain level, I was kind of like, sad that you know they didn't totally. like stick with it or they didn't have like the staying power you know whatever that like whatever happened um and I think it was just really interesting to kind of see like um you know what what's the difference between you know those of us who did kind of stick with it and those of and those who didn't mm -hmm. um so yeah totally no, definitely and I think like you know, the difference between when you've been in business longer and when you're newer is I just think you develop a lot more confidence and self-trust and those things are everything. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like this is just like a little bit of a joke, but, um, I remember one of my clients saying about another client, she was like, yeah, but like, how is she doing it? Cause she's gotten to seven figures and blah, blah, blah. And how is she doing it? And, da, da, da. and I said to her, or she was saying, what's different? What's different with me? What's different? And I said to her, the difference is she's not, she would never ask me this question. She wouldn't be like, how did someone else do it? Cause I don't trust myself. She, she trusts herself and that's just built over time. Right. And so I think that, yes, we have to bring some level of self-trust into our business as a starting point to even be able to begin. But I think over time, building that muscle of like, I really do trust myself. I really do feel confident in my ability to make quick decisions, run a team, run a business. Like some of that just evolves over time, but you have to really focus on making those things a priority because those are what grow your business. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, I love that you mentioned that because I think it's so easy for us to be like, well, what does this seven figure business look like? And like, if I were to just do this or, or do it that right. way, like, you know, I would be able to also have a seven figure yeah. business. <laughs> like, so, um, yeah. So like kind of what, um, you know, since, like, since you have insight into, <laughs> you know, a number of different people with, yeah. you know, seven figure businesses from the point of, um, you know, of a coach, I think it's funny because like, you know, the point that I get from the marketing side is it can be a little different. Like, yeah, so, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, wait, you're working on what, <laughs> um, but, but I would hope that they would like, you know, tell you more details, but yeah. Mm -hmm. So kind of, since you've seen that there, um, are multiple ways to get to seven figures, um, um, what advice would you tell people who are like, you know, working to even just to get to six figures, um, to figure out like what's, you know, what's going to work, um, what's going to work for them or like if they should, you know, kind of try something new or like, you know, I, I feel like, yeah. is that making sense? Like, yeah, totally. Totally <laughs> get what you're saying. I, I honestly think that the kind of like biggest hack I can think of there is like, pick the thing you really, really like and go all in on that. Because the, I think that, you know, the fallacy that we kind of believe sometimes in this space is like, if one thing happens, then it blows up and I hit seven figures. And I've just, I've had clients blow up quickly, but it, it's never as quick as everyone makes it out to be, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like I had a client, um, go zero to a million. I think, I don't even remember now, nine months a year or something like that. But it was still nine months of very, 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 very consistent effort, very consistent showing up. Like 
every single day for those <laughs> months and months and months and months and, and to this day, right? And so if you don't pick the thing that you will show up every fucking day for, it's just, it's not going to grow in the way you want it to. So the reason I think I have clients that have different businesses, different strategies, whatever that are hitting that are because they're nailing their strategy. They're nailing their consistency. So like what I always kind of say is like, we're probably not going to surprise ourselves successful. We're not going to be like, oh, I've been completely inconsistent and I didn't think that thing would work. And now here I am surprise, mm -hmm. right? It's not, a, it's not a fucking accident. Yeah. It's like, I believed this thing was going to work. And then I gave it my all every day. And I picked the thing that I would show up for every day. So I think that in this space, we're too quick to jump to different things thinking, well, I don't love this, but I'm willing to do this for three months. If it means I get this result. Right. And I think that is the most fucked way to think about it yeah. because it's not sustainable. And what is the absolute crux of creating a big scalable business is that it's sustainable. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. So I feel like that's the, that's the thing is like, are, are you picking the thing you like the most that you'll show up for it, run at it, stay consistent with it, believe it's going to work, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Yeah, no, I definitely, I, yeah, I totally agree. And I think it's just, I think it's funny, like just the, you know, kind of in the online space, you know, there's like so many people who, um, want you to believe that there's like one thing that's going to yeah. like make it different for you, you know, cause that's how they're like selling to you. Yeah. yeah cause it's um, great marketing. <laughs> yeah, like, like this is going to make the difference, you know? And I just think, um, it just there, it reminds me I've I've shared this story on the podcast before, but like, you know, I was talking to someone who was trying to sell me her email course. And basically she literally said, um, you know, on, we we're on a sales call. She literally said like, you know, that you will only be successful if you purchase my email course. And I like, oh was, I like was literally speechless. Like, I just like, couldn't even, you know, like, I was like, did she really just say that to me? Like, <laughs> you're like, did no, I hallucinate? Like, I don't understand. There's no successful person on the planet who hasn't taken her email course. Like, is right. that literally what she's telling me right now? Like, you know, and so, um, I kind of just got off that call as quickly as I could, but, totally. um, but there's just, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are, you know, kind of, you know, promoting that to, yep. you know, kind of, you know, sell, sell their stuff. And so, um, you know, I definitely like love the, you know, spreading awareness and yes, <laughs> really, spreading awareness. Yeah, and just really <laughs> empowering people to like, not be like sucked in by that. Cause it's so easy to be sucked in by that, you know? And I know that there were definitely a few investments that I made early on in my business where I was like, oh yeah, like, you know, this is this, she's telling me that I will get to 10,000 Instagram followers if I buy her course. And so like, that's what I'm going to do. And like, you know, like not, um, you know, just it's, yeah, just like kind of, you know, things like that, where it's like, well, okay, and wait, I think like, even with that, it's so interesting, right? Because it's like, we're so often buying for the outcome and not the process. So like, just as an example with that, that that's great. But what's the process to get me to 10,000 followers that you're teaching? And do I actually want to do that? Mm -hmm. Because if I do, it's probably going to work really well for me. If I have no interest in the way in which you're teaching me to do that or like, I'll do it, but it feels super gross or whatever. That's when you stop. That's when you actually don't use it. So it's like, there's so much irony there where it's like, we're only buying outcomes and I get it. That's how our brains work. Like that's just mm -hmm. how it is to an extent, but like, 
we're very rarely being like, but do I like the process of how this person is going to help me get to that outcome? And that's such an important question, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. And also one thing that I know has been, um, you know, key for me on my journey is remembering about like, okay, it's about the process and like, (laughs) and also like making the process of growing my business, like work for me. And I think that that's kind of, you know, what, um, you know, I think that's what you speak about and what, you know, a lot of, um, um, a lot of others that I try to have on this podcast yes. speak about, <laughs> you know, like just like figuring out like what's working for you, what strategies you like, like what, how you can consistently show up. Um, and it doesn't have to be how other people are showing up or how they're telling you to show up or things yeah. like mm-hmm. that. So exactly. Yeah. No, super important. Awesome. Um, okay. So let's see before we, before we start wrapping up, um, is there a certain experience or part of your journey that you feel, um, you want to share to, um, inspire or empower, uh, the women listening? I think the biggest thing I would say is that like, you know, it never looks how you think it's going to look. And so as soon as you can get okay with that, it gets better. Like obviously even just like sharing, um, you know, my, my journey here at the beginning of this, like it didn't ever look how I thought it was going to look, you know, Mm -hmm. like it, and even a lot of the success, success markers that I've experienced in business usually didn't come how I think they were going to come or in the exact package I thought they were going to come in or in the timeline or any of it. So I think like when you're new at this journey, I think it's so easy to kind of get into the, well, it has to look like this. And it has to come in this way and it has to have this bow on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think the best advice I could ever give with that is just like, as an entrepreneur, be really willing to surrender a lot and release the idea that it's going to be linear and that it's going to look a certain way. You have to almost get so comfortable with the fact that it probably won't. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's what allows you to stay in it. Um, and so I think like, obviously like now having been in business for six years, I can see that really clearly. So it's easier and easier for me to release it. But at the beginning, I didn't know that. And so every turn felt like something has gone wrong. Something has gone wrong. And it was like always the right turn. Like, you know, when I left my job, something has gone wrong. When I couldn't get an interview, something has gone wrong. Like, and now in retrospect, it was all like, that was the perfect thing for me. That was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. And I have so many examples of that in business too. So anyway, I think just like letting the process unfold and kind of surrendering to some of that is so helpful because it's pretty much never going to look how you think it's going to (laughs) look. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, my gosh. I think it's so funny because, um, like I've been like, you know, I've obviously dealt with that in my business too. Like, I feel like whenever I get too attached to a certain, like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is how it's going to look and like things like that. Like that's when like, um, I don't want to say like, like obstacles come up or, you know, like things. it's like, it kind of like forces. So like, then I'm for I'm like, oh wait, this is forcing me to look at it in a different way. Cause it's not yep. going to turn out this way. Yep. Um, and so I think that that's like a really, um, you know, like beautiful reminder that like, <laughs> we like when things like that happen to you, when you're like, oh my gosh, why is this happening to me? Like, mm-hmm. well, it's because like, you know, it's, it's inviting you to kind of see things differently and potentially like go down a different path. That's going to be um, even more rewarding than, than the one that you may originally have been on. So totally. And I mean, you know, it's easy to hear people say that and be like, sure, sure, sure. But I want my path to (laughs) be this way. But like, so I get that some of it's just like learning through experience, but I wish I would have realized that more at the beginning because things would have felt a lot less intense. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah, no, totally. I, (gasps) I wish that too. I wish I had been more consistent in the beginning. Like Mm, now I feel like 
Yeah, like, and I feel like I didn't even, like, it's funny because when I think back, like, I feel like I heard people talking about consistency, but I didn't necessarily, like, it didn't register, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. with me to, like, be like, okay, but, like, what does that look like? Um, yeah, you were like, oh, like <laughs> oh, I have to do this every day. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was like, consistency. Yeah, like, I'm, every day I'm coming and in, in, in my business, right? So, like, that that's consistent, right? Mm -hmm. But just, like, kind of not putting that, those things together. Um, yeah, that was, like, the, literally the biggest thing for me, I feel like, um, just in figuring out, like, how to grow my business and, and make it more sustainable. I love that. I so agree with that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for all the insights that you've shared with us today. Um, I would love for you to share where people can connect with you and, um, and learn more. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Um, yeah, so I have a podcast called Literally. So if you're listening to this podcast, a, a podcast is probably the best uh, place to find me. Um, it is called Literally. If you look it up, by the way, after I started my podcast, Rob Lowe started a podcast. <laughs> so you will probably see Rob Lowe first, but I'll be under <laughs> Rob has, it like, has that made your podcast like more searchable though like have more people like I actually that? think less oh, because gosh. like they're you know but it's fine mm -hmm. but yes like when you search literally you're like oh did I mishear her did I get it wrong it's Rob Lowe's <laughs> podcast I'm like no I'm under it um but anyway it's called literally um it's it's I coach a client for six months and we record the whole thing so that's kind of a, a different um, perspective. And then I also have a Facebook group called the Lit Up and Loaded Entrepreneur. So either of those are good places to find me. Okay. Amazing. Awesome. And um, thank you so much. Yes. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Millennial Success Stories podcast. I would love to invite you to join our growing community of fellow millennial women entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs inside our free Facebook group, the Millennial Success Society. I also love connecting with fellow women entrepreneurs on Instagram. Find me at JackieCossop underscore LA. Feel free to send me a DM with any suggestions for future episodes or questions you'd like answered on the show. For all the latest show updates, exclusive resources for our listeners, or to apply to become a guest on the show, please visit the Millennial Success Stories podcast page on my website at www.jackiecossop.com slash podcast. Thank you again for tuning in and I'll catch you next time.